Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Mike Wasolka, and welcome to Talent Talks. In this episode of Talent Talks, we will discuss how to be a good leader. As many of our listeners probably already know, the job market is no longer a place where employees mate for life. And according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the average American worker will change jobs almost 12 times in their career. Given these modern day levels of expected employee churn, it's never been more important for executives to understand what it means to be a good lever when they part ways with an employer. To help us gain a better understanding of this subject, it is my pleasure to introduce to you executive search consultant Julie Zadow from Bridgeway Partners. Julie has over 20 years of leadership in marketing organizational design and talent strategy, and is deeply skilled in digital transformation, talent mapping, and executive coaching. She has built marketing organizations from the ground up, launched new brands within established companies, and mentored global marketing teams and partnered with C-suite counterparts to drive measurable customer engagement that impacts business results. Julie, welcome to Talent Talks. Well, thanks for having me. Let's start with the obvious question. What does it mean to be a good lever? Uh, great question to start on. I think I would phrase it this way. You know, Let's face it, that moment when you announce to your boss that you're leaving, that's a moment we all recognize as one we've probably been through. It's always ripe for some surprise, maybe some unintended reaction on the part of you know both the lever and the recipient of the news. So I'd say being a good lever is all about owning sort of that full arc of humanity that's really on display in that conversation. So, you know, being a good lever, it's, it's about owning your role. You're the narrator of that super tense dialogue in a way uh, that you want to be thought, thoughtful about. You know, I, to some degree, being a good lever is around three things. It's, it's really about being grateful, it's about being authentic, and it's about being professional in what is arguably one of the more um, uncomfortable conversations that an executive has which is the one where they sort of break up with their company. Uh, absolutely. I mean, nowadays, it's it can be awkward regarding that, and depending on how the conversation goes, can actually kind of predict what your future may be like in regards to um, future references or anything of that nature. That's very true. So what happens when employee departures actually go badly? Hmm. Well, let's look at it this way. We all are very aware that companies are putting a lot of stock in the value of onboarding nowadays. There's a lot of great statistics uh, to support their importance, but on some level, I feel like we haven't gotten to the point at a macro level yet where we're really looking at what it means to think about the inverse of onboarding, which I'll call offboarding, and the impact of that on your employees and your employer brand. So, you know, this uh, when employee departures go badly or when offboarding backfires, I think a few things happen. First, Let's look at it maybe through the, um, the employee lens. When an employee uses their resignation moment to, you know, unleash a torrent of their take this job and shove it, you know, bad memories of horrible <laughs> moments at work, you know, that, that moment of that kind of blinded, stark unprofessionalism, that, that becomes the last memory that many of their coworkers have of them. But if you look at it through the corporate lens, when an employer chooses to react like you know, the professional equivalent of a jilted lover showing the departing employee the door, you know, maybe maligning them as they're leaving. Uh, it's the remaining employees who see that and who remember that. And, you know, those are the people who inevitably come to their own conclusions about how much their employer values any of them beyond their sort of pure P&L worth. 
you know, so what I'm saying here is I think the issue of being a good lever needs to be looked at through both the lenses of the employee and the employer. And if you really think about it on both sides, it is not a moment to get wrong, not for the departing employee nor for the organization losing one of its own. I agree everybody's reputation is on the line and nobody wishes to be put in a bad spotlight. No, exactly. So once this occurs, I mean, if if churn is an inevitable part of modern day workforce, how do both companies and employees get better at managing it well? Well, you know, I think we can all maybe take a bit of a vantage point from our personal lives. You know, just as there's such a thing as an amicable breakup in our personal lives and our dating experiences maybe from our past, you know, there's no reason we can't bring some of those values uh, to mind when we're imagining being a good lever in a corporate exit. So I'd say, first of all, on the side of the departing employee, you know, this is your moment to leave with grace, to leave with, you know, gratitude whenever that's possible. You have to remember that your coworkers will be grateful for anything you can do to manage the short-term challenges of your departure, especially if you're likely uh, to know that others are going to be left sort of holding the bag for untied loose ends after you leave. Or maybe another way to look at it is to say you should want to leave on the best possible terms because, you know, beyond that, and as you referenced at the beginning of our conversation, who knows what the future might bring? You know, I, for one, can't tell you how many people I speak with who have gotten a later career opportunity because of a connection from a previous firm that they've worked at. So, you know, your good lever opportunity is sort of your moment uh, to remind yourself that your integrity means everything. So you want to continue to be a good team player right up until the moment you depart. You want to show everyone that you have worked with um, the respect they deserve, uh, especially as you're moving on. Absolutely. Some things that kind of come to mind for me, at least, are providing enough time between giving your notice and before your departure, such as two weeks or longer, and then handing off the appropriate material to responsible individuals. And if nobody else in the organization has the time to really dig in on ensuring that your two weeks that you finish up are organized and that there's a proper transition in place, take charge of it, own it, make it happen. So what happens in the exit interview for a good lever, let's say, versus a bad one? Well, the supposition there is that there is an exit interview. Sadly, I think the first issue is that there's too many organizations that really don't have um, an established process for the exit interview. And in this era when you know companies are trying so hard to create these cultures of engaged employees, I, I think it's a terrible myth to let a departing employee leave without getting some feedback from them. So in a bad lever situation, there either you know is no exit interview at all or sometimes that exit interview is rushed or it's so open-ended that the employee says nothing of value, sort of just to get it over with. Whereas in contrast, in a, in a good lever situation, I'd say both the employee representative who's conducting the interview and the departing employee sort of embrace the fact that this is indeed a valuable opportunity to provide some insights, to provide some feedback, but of course to do it on both sides in a constructive way. This is not a time for you know, bashing the boss or a team or a colleague who you don't feel has done right by you. But I do think it can be a time to provide some constructive feedback about maybe some recommendations you might have that could benefit the organizational culture in the future. You know, you're ultimately helping out the employees you're leaving behind. If you can provide some honest, constructive feedback that helps your employer create a better working environment, you know, for everyone else who's still there. 
that's really important because even let's say Glassdoor nowadays, if you go on to a lot of companies' pages, they have a lot of reviews and some can be good and some can be negative. But it seems like that a lot of that information could best be said directly to the individual you're giving your notice to. Yeah, in this era of sort of the Glassdoor age of employer branding, it's more important than ever to extract that feedback in a, a personal setting and use it to good um, effect so that you can create a better corporate culture moving forward and have fewer of those negative Glassdoor reviews that kind of live on digitally well beyond the point that any employer would like them to. So what are the benefits of creating a culture that helps departing employees be good leavers? Well, you know, that I think is the foundation of what we're really talking about here. I mean, here's the thing. Company culture is an integral part of business. It it affects nearly every aspect of a company. So, you know, I think whether we're talking about talent acquisition or employee departures or the space uh, where employee productivity fills in between acquisition and departure, we're talking about culture. We're talking about, you know, the beating heart of workplace engagement. And without a positive corporate culture, employees really struggle. They struggle to find their value in their work and ultimately you know, that impacts two things. It, it impacts the strength of the business, but it impacts the bottom line. And I believe it's not just sort of a feel-good assumption. We know the data is there today. We can prove how much a company profits from maintaining a consistently strong corporate culture for its employees from the moment they're onboarded to the moment they're offboarded. I don't know if you've ever looked at any of the data from, for example, the Great Places to Work Institute, the folks who produce that annual list of the best places, Absolutely. best workplaces in the world. Yeah, and, you know, some of their data is really fascinating. It shows that companies that build these cultures of engaged and happy employees, you know, they have three times the revenue growth, fifty percent, uh, about 50% less employee turnover, and they actually drive about three times higher annualized stock market returns than their competitors who are otherwise less focused on Absolutely. the power of culture to change outcomes. Uh, and I think that that's really what this is all about, because even when people leave these environments where positive corporate culture is how the company grows, they are good leavers when they leave, because they leave with mostly positive sentiment that they carry with them wherever they go. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, well, thanks for giving me the chance to say it from my perspective. I appreciate that. No, my pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time for this episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host, Mike Wasolko, along with Julia Zadow from Ridgeway Partners. Julie, thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks again. Likewise. Tune in next time for our next version of Talent Talks. Thank you.